You're worried about what other people will think of you. You're worried that people won't like you. You're worried about X, 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 right? And there's such freedom that comes from just accepting who you are. Hi guys and welcome back to the Rachel J podcast. We're talking all things wellness and lifestyle to help you do life better. I'm your host Rachel J. Again, it's been such a pleasure seeing everyone enjoying the recent episodes and I'm so grateful for you all tuning in. Now we have got the stats back from our Spotify wrapped, which I'm sure all of you will have seen yourselves, but for the podcast specifically, so many of you are active, engaged listeners for the podcast, but aren't subscribed. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. It does honestly make such a difference. It will help us grow the podcast. And of course, we want to bring you more amazing guests so that we can all have these great conversations and learn more from our guests. So again, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Today, I'm coming to you with a solo episode. This is to wrap up the 2023 season. And in the vein of Spotify wrapped, we are doing a wrapped 2020. So I thought what I would do is take you through some of the biggest lessons that I've learned from this year. It's been a big year and also answer a few of the questions. There's been a final three questions that I've asked all of my guests this season. And so I'm going to answer them, kind of flip the table, turn the tables around and, and answer those questions for you as well. So if you have been listening to the podcast this year, you obviously know that I have gone through quite a huge year in terms of my own health. I, If you haven't really heard the story, this is the shortened version of it. Basically, I was in hospital. I went into ICU. It was a very rare sodium condition that I had that was actually triggered by COVID. And I didn't actually know that I had COVID because I am asymptomatic to COVID. Long story short, it took me about two weeks to get into hospital. I was admitted into the ED on the third try. And then I was in a hospital for about eight days. And over those eight days, I was in ICU and obviously in the COVID ISO ward. And so they had me on very minimal liquids and hardly any food. And so I lost about eight kilos over the span of three weeks, which is a lot of weight that I don't have to lose. And so when I got out of hospital, again, the recovery was quite slow And it took me quite a few months just to even kind of come back to a a baseline. Even further on, it's taken about five months to get to a point where I actually feel normal, where I don't have any numbness through the back of my legs. Because of all the muscle atrophy, it was just a really slow process to build everything back up again. So that's been my year essentially. But I feel like because of what I've gone through, I've learned quite a few lessons and probably some of them I've always had in the back of my mind. I think we we always have these ones that are almost sound like cliches to some degree sometimes, but when you actually go through something, then you really realize how important those lessons are. So I'm going to take you through the top 10 lessons that I've learned for 2023. And then I'm going to answer the final three questions that I've been asking my guests this season and turn the tables on myself and answer them for you. So lesson number one is don't take your health for granted. I feel like this is pretty standard and especially what I've gone through this year, I feel like it's only when we're not well and we're ill and we realize how much just standard function, what we can do 
it, when it's taken away, we, we realize how much we can actually do with our bodies, with our minds, with just everything. Everything functions quite perfectly when we are at baseline and we're not unwell. And I feel like it was a big wake up call this year to really not take those things for granted. I remember when I got out of hospital and I couldn't even walk or stand up. I couldn't stand up in the shower. I couldn't walk properly without someone helping me. And I, and I, even that, I couldn't really walk very far. So when I started to move my body and go for very short walks, I remember walking along the beach and noticing people running by doing their beach runs. And I remember thinking, God, I, I can't wait till I can run. I, I can't remember what it feels like just to be able to run and feel free to just start running because I couldn't at that point. So it's just not taking those things for granted, not taking the basic functions of your body for granted and just being grateful for those. The second thing I think that happens as well, mostly when you go through something bad, but hopefully we remember this, is to not sweat the small stuff. I think so much of our energy, time and our brain power, mind power, emotional energy goes into sweating things that really at the end of the day don't really matter. And I feel like after coming out of hospital, one thing I have noticed is that there there are things that I probably spent a lot more time worrying about that I just don't have time for anymore because I just don't think it's worth expending the energy or the mental energy, emotional energy on these things that in the end are just really not that important. So don't sweat the small stuff I think is an important one as well. This one ties in so beautifully with the last two, which is be grateful for the simple things. I've always been such a lover of simple things in life. My favorite things to do are go to the beach, watch a sunset by the beach. I like to eat ice cream. You know, I like my favorite foods, laksa, Japanese food. And I feel some of the most happiest moments I've had, especially since coming out of hospital, have literally just been doing those simple things. And most of the time, they're things that don't cost any money. And they're just such simple moments, but they bring me so much joy. So it's, again, just reiterating something that perhaps we forget to do. And that's just being grateful for the simple things, the little things, enjoying those simple moments of life. Number four is tell the people that you love that you love them. And I think, again, it's another one that we hear all the time. And unfortunately, it seems like when something bad happens or something challenging happens is when we remember to do these things. But I'm going to consciously remember to tell the people that I love that I love them. And I like to do this because if you are close to me, you know that I keep quite a small circle and people who are close to me are very important to me. And so I try to communicate, I love you, but I feel like I could do it more just to make sure that those people know that I love them. And I think it's always nice to hear that as well, whether you show that or you say it through words. And I think also remembering that anything can happen at any time. So just to make sure that you express that love to the people that you love, I think is so important. One of the things that I really love, if you've ever watched the show, How I Met Your Mother, it's a US sitcom. And one of the characters, Ted Mosby, says this quote, and I don't know if I'm doing it uh, exact words, but he says, love is the best thing that we do. And I really, truly believe as humans, I think it really is the best thing that we do. So just to make sure that we tell the people that we love, that we love them, and we do that often. 
The next lesson is decide on your boundaries and act on them. I think this is such an important one. I learned, it's not that I didn't know this one this year, but I feel like I it was just reiterated, especially when I was not well and I was recovering. There were a lot of people that really wanted to come and see me and help me, which of course was amazing. And I'm so grateful that I have so many people that wanted to come and support me during that period of time. But honestly, in those first couple of weeks when I was out of hospital, I was not a functioning human being. I really was not. I was literally only able to lie down on my bed. I was in pain. I was on pain meds for only a couple of days. But so for the rest of it, I was just gritting my way through the pain. And because of this syndrome, not only had I lost all this weight, but I also had lost most of the function of my digestive they weren't functioning properly because of this sodium condition. So my body just wasn't even functioning properly. I couldn't really eat properly. I really was just lying there. And so although I know that so many people wanted to come and help me and and support me, I just really was not in a state that I could be seen by anybody. And, you know, I had a few close people that were helping me because I obviously needed to be assisted because I couldn't really do a lot myself. I had to really set those boundaries around having, you know, so many people come visit and after a period of time, then I kind of allowed that to happen more. But definitely for the first month, I had very few people, you know, come and see me and and help me. So it's not just that, I think just with everything, what I've learned around this period of time as well, being out of hospital is that when you set boundaries and people don't listen, because I feel like if you communicate them and you're quite direct, there is no real miscommunication about that. It's not like you are assuming that people know your boundary. If you actually communicate them, then it kind of lays on them as to whether they're going to accept and respect your boundaries or not. But if that is the case, then it's something that you've got to enforce. And that one I've really had to do. And I feel like maybe in the past, I haven't enforced them enough, if that makes sense. I've, I've communicated them, but to make sure you follow through on acting on it as well, I think is really important. Number six, I feel like is more of a realization rather than a lesson. And again, it comes back to having been unwell. I feel like what I learned was that I am emotionally and mentally stronger than I thought I was. I feel like I kept a really positive attitude throughout this period of time, which was really challenging. And I feel after going through it, I feel so much stronger for it. And I feel like things that come up in my life now that I feel like are challenging, I can always kind of compare it back to going through that difficult time and just think, well, I got through that. So I'm probably going to be able to get through this. So it's given me a nice reference point after having gone through it, given me that additional confidence to know that I can pretty much get through anything. I feel like I'm so much stronger than I thought. And that's a really nice place, I think, to to be at with life. Number seven is there are always more things to uncover about yourself. I don't think there's ever a point, especially if you are someone who likes to learn and grow and actively do more things for your own self-awareness and self-development. I feel like the more you learn, the more you realize that you don't know, but especially about yourself. We each are our own expert on ourselves, but what I've noticed this year is that there are more layers there. And I guess in a way, life gives you these challenges to bring these things to the surface. Because if you were not to to experience these challenges, you would never be faced with that part of yourself that needs to come up to deal with it, I suppose. So in a way, it's just 
understanding that there's always going to be more things about yourself that you're going to learn and to approach that with compassion, curiosity, try not to judge those parts of yourself that do come up during challenging times, but also just to know that that I think it's part of being human. I feel like it's a never ending journey of growth and discovery. I think that's what makes life interesting. Lesson number eight. I love this lesson. This is actually a lesson that I learned from another speaker that I love listening to. Her name is Mel Robbins. If you're into listening to podcasts, you'll probably know her podcast. This theory, it's called the let them theory. And she articulates this so well. And while we might've heard this spoken in a variety of different ways, this is such a great way to understand this concept. So the let them theory, as Mel Robin explains, is to help you let go of control of other people and expecting them to be how you want them to be. And she just frames it so well in saying that if somebody wants to go and do something or wants to live their life a certain way or wants to or decides to do this that you don't necessarily agree on or you think it should be a certain way, just let them. It's such a freeing concept because it just removes that kind of anxiety that you have and worrying that you have and energy that you might be spending on what someone else might be doing. Because ultimately, everybody can decide what they want to do with their life and how they want to experience life. I feel like, especially if you suffer from anxiety, you get quite worried about certain things and you hone in on certain things. But this particular theory really helps with just letting go. If somebody wants to do something, let them. If they want to do it that way, let them. It's just amazing. I'll link her podcast episode. I actually listened to this. She has an Instagram reel that explains it quite well, but I heard this on the Stephen Bartlett podcast, The Diary of a CEO, when he interviewed Mel Robbins. And I'll link that in the show notes below because it was such a great episode. And just the way she framed it, I thought was really amazing. So the let them theory is at number eight. Lesson number nine is just do it. Nike so got this right with their slogan for this, just do it. I feel like, especially after going through what I went through in hospital, so many of the things that I was thinking about doing that I hadn't done, hadn't action, but thought about doing, I just felt like what better time now is there to do anything in your life can happen. Something bad might happen tomorrow. You just never know. So if there's anything that you want to do, just go and do it. It's just such a great way to live. Don't let fear stop you. Don't let those excuses stop you. Just just do it. See what happens. You can always readjust. It's not the end of the world if it doesn't work out the way that you want it to or you think that it's going to. Just start. And I think that's it helps you take the action first. Lesson number 10. This is a lesson I feel like I am continually learning. Lesson number 10, accept who you are. There are so many ways in which I feel like I try to not be me or don't allow myself to be me because I'm, for the most part, I think it's you're worried about what other people will think of you. You're worried that people won't like you. You're worried about X, 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 right? And there's such freedom that comes from just accepting who you are just even saying that, you just kind of like, it's a release and a relief to just, I just am me. I don't really have to be anything else, just be. And for me, that's been a really important lesson that I continually learn. It just makes everything easier. I feel like it makes everything easier. And I think some of, definitely I've found for me is that when I don't allow myself to just be who I am, it's definitely, number one, it's not sustainable. You can't, 
you can't keep up being not you. But the thing is like you're always you. And just to allow, I think part of it is also just to allow yourself to be yourself, but also allow yourself to be seen as yourself as well. And part of that is liking who you are as a person, which I feel like I do like myself and like who I am as a person. But I think I'm one of the fears I have is that other people won't like me, that I, I feel like I'm weird in some way. Like I don't feel like I'm that relatable or that you know, there's weird, I'm really into, for, for example, I'm an introvert. So, and I don't think most people think that I am, but I am, you know, I, I like to read books. I like to listen to podcasts. I like to write. If I were to, if you were to ask me, what, what are your go-to things to do? They're the things that I would rather do than go out and socialize and all those kinds of things. Although I do like doing those things, it's definitely not the first thing that I would choose. And so, I very much in my mind think of myself to be quite the nerd burger and and I like being a nerd burger but I also think that I don't know I've always I've always got a bit of a thing about something so I I'm very much trying to just be me and and allow myself to be seen that way as well. So that's lesson number 10. That's one that I'm constantly learning. I don't think we ever stop learning that one. Okay, so the final three questions, these are the questions that I've asked my guests all season this year. And so I'm flipping it around. One question is, what drives you? So for me, what drives me is curiosity. I am so fascinated by how different people see the world, how they interpret the world, their different beliefs, their values, the way that they show up in the world part of why I love the podcast so much is because I get to talk to so many people and they all have a different way of seeing the world and they all have different insights to share. And the way that one person may have experienced something may resonate with you and then another person says it and it doesn't quite resonate, but it's the same experience. So I just find that there are little shades or little differences in the way that people are. And I'm always so curious to understand what makes you, you? What makes you behave that way? What makes you think that way? What, you know, those kinds of things. So to me, that's super fascinating. And that curiosity is what drives me. I love that so much. It just makes me so excited to, to understand. And that's if you've ever spent, <laughs> if you've ever spent time with me in person, I ask a lot of questions, like a lot of questions. It's just because I'm very curious and I, I'm really genuinely intrigued and curious to understand what makes you tick and what makes you do what you do, what makes you be you. That's what drives me. The next question is, if you had to redo or relive something in your life and do it differently, what would it be and why? This is one that I feel like most of my guests share similar thoughts about regret. And even though it's not a question about regret... I do understand that everything that I've experienced and lived and decided to do has brought me to this place now. So I don't negate any of that. But if I had to redo or relive something, one of the things that I would go back and do is I was in a relationship a long time ago. It was, it was, it was a long-term serious relationship. And I felt at the time, and I feel like this is the case for a lot of people, you kind of, I feel like when you start to question the relationship, you do give it some time to just really make sure that it's the relationship you want to be in. And for me, because we had been together for so long, I felt like my intuition was telling me this is not the right, moving forward, this is not going to be the right relationship, you know, for you. 
And it, it took about two years till we actually split up. But I feel like if I had to redo and relive it again, I would have done it sooner. I would have, I would have liked us to have split sooner because in hindsight now, obviously I can tell what was going on. At the time, I feel like it was a lot harder to decipher and it was difficult. And, you know, when your families are intertwined and you've got property together and all these kinds of things, everything seems more complicated. But in hindsight, I feel that if we split up sooner, I think it just would have been better for everyone. I think it would have saved a lot of pain and unnecessary pain. I think that, that we could have saved if we had done it earlier. So that's the one thing. Part of it is listening to my intuition, but more so acting on it. And then my final question is, what is the biggest lesson you have learned in your life so far? This is sort of related to the last answer. And I think for me, I've always had this lesson from that time when I was in that relationship. The lesson from that was to listen to my intuition. The secondary part of this little lesson is I feel to add that if you don't listen to your intuition, it is an act of self-abandonment. And what that does to add that into the frame what it does is add in just an element of bringing into the the realm the consequences of not listening to your intuition because i feel like it's not really a case of that we don't know what our intuition is saying i feel like for the most part most of us know what it says it's just that we don't really act on it we hear it but then we also ignore it and don't do what it's saying to do and so Adding that part in that if you don't listen to it, it's an act of self-abandonment brings into the frame the consequences of not acting on it. And that I think has been really important for me to add that piece on to the lesson. That's the biggest lesson I've learned in my life so far. I will also say that I think this lesson is going to change as my life progresses. Obviously, like I mentioned, I feel like we learn so much about ourselves as we progress through our journey of life that the lesson is going to change every time you ask yourself that question. But as of right now, that's the biggest lesson I've learned in my life so far. So guys, that is 2023 wrapped. I hope you have enjoyed this season of the Rachel J podcast. I'm so grateful for all of you tuning in and listening because without you guys, this podcast would not exist. And this is some of the most fulfilling work that I do. I'm so grateful that I get to have these amazing conversations with all of my guests. I find that every time I come away from a podcast interview, I've learned something, I've gained a new perspective. It's something that has helped me with my life that I'm going through, which we might be talking about something that's completely, you know, not not really something that I'm going through, but there's always a takeaway. And I feel like I feel like you're always learning from people. So having these conversations, I feel like is very important. And I'm so grateful for all of you tuning in and supporting the podcast this year. Thank you so much for tuning in again. It's been such a pleasure to have all of you listening to the podcast and it's been my pleasure to host it for you. And I'm so excited to bring you the next season. So stay tuned. We'll catch you next year.